1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andre Cudella's banned for 10 games for racially abusing Glenn Kamara But the Rangers player and teammate Kamar Roof get bans of their own Is Patrick Clamalla set to swap Celtic for New York And Brian Rice signs a new contract at Hamilton Ackies I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Stephen McGowan Big weekend in Scotland Gordon Another day of racial shame for UEFA Absolutely, Andy, and you you join us as a as a championship champion. Yeah. Have you recovered quiet celebrations? Can't really go anywhere, can yeah, you? Yeah, unfortunately not. It's been a couple of times we've we've had reasons to celebrate this season, but not managed to. But uh, yeah, it was good to get over the line. Listen, it's uh, it's been a no, not the best two or three weeks, but it was good to get back to the, our best and like. Like the main objective was at the start of the season Get Hearts back to the top flight the first time of asking I mean don't play down You managed to celebrate enough That I couldn't get you on the show on Saturday night Yeah so I mean I did have a few I, I noticed that I did okay, have a few That's fine we'll maybe get to that later on 01419511025 To join us on the phones On Twitter it's at Clyde SSB Andy Halliday and Stephen McGowan Taking your calls So if you've got any questions Any points for the guys Get them in nice and early And let us know what is on your mind We are always there on Twitter But we do prefer to speak to you In person on the phone It is a big weekend As Stephen says We are all looking forward To the football Unfortunately Stephen We obviously start with a, a massive story A very important one And One that's going to provoke A huge reaction On these phones I would imagine So to, to cover some of the main points To kick us off UEFA's banned Andre Cadella For 10 games For racially abusing Glenn Kamara But they've given the Ibrooks midfielder A 3 game suspension For assault As well before we delve further into some of the detail What's your overall feeling on hearing that news? I think UEFA Like all footballing bodies They, they make such a big show Of issuing slogans and sound bites When it comes to racism And then when you get to the nitty gritty You come to the conclusion If they were really serious about this If they were really going to tackle it And knock it out They would start throwing teams out of competitions Because We could have predicted when this happened, if Kudela was found guilty, they would apply the 10 game, data, 10 game tariff because that's what they do. For me, it's woefully inadequate. And to be honest, it really makes me angry. It just, you know, there are two stories today, Gordon. We have one involving Brian Rice signed a new contract at Hamilton. He was given 10 games for a betting, for betting in yep. in football. You now have a guy who's been found guilty of racial abuse of an opponent on a football pitch. Receiving 10 games The same tariff As Brian Rice received for betting I'm sorry But the two are not equal The 10 games In itself Andy People might look at that And say that's That's nowhere near enough But I think what's going to stick In the throat of a lot of people As well is The fact that Glenn Kamara Got three games And, and yes You obviously You can't necessarily Condone it You know he's been accused Of, of assault essentially Someone's going to racially abuse you it's quite likely that there's going to be some sort of reaction Absolutely And listen to echo what Stephen's saying I think the majority of people will be disgusted When you know, we're, we're, we're doing as much as we can To stamp things like this out of football And you know, you're taking the knee before games And you have to come out with slogans And, and show racism the red card But you know, when it comes to punishment They've gave the minimum requirement of punishment And I've no doubt whatsoever That this will probably hurt Glenn Kamara Every bit as the three games that's been given to himself. You think so? Oh 100% 
Because listen, I've told you, I've told you before. I know the type of person he is. I know the type of player he is. Having worked with him every single day, he's a quiet guy. He keeps himself to himself. He's really serious and professional about his football. And when when I when a case like this has came up and it's time for punishment, and we're all speaking up about the the issues of racism in football, Cadell has been given the minimum suspension. So I've no doubt whatsoever that Glenn Kamara will be as upset with his own ban, uh, with his own ban, but every bit as much as upset with, with Cadella's ban. I mean, what it does mean, Cadella will not play for the Czech Republic against Scotland at Hamden in the Euros because the ten game um, would take oh. that tournament into account, Stephen. Um, but you just social media gives you a, a feeling for these things. I'm not detecting many people And by the way Not just Rangers fans I'm not detecting many people Out there who say Oh, oh that's good Yeah 10 games Well done that, That's fine and that'll, that'll sort it out No it's, an, it's inadequate I mean You know I mean Nobody condones violence Nobody thinks is the answer To anything But you know what See if Glenn Kamara Did administer A dose of rough, rough justice In the Ibrox Tunnel I'm okay with that Because if somebody Is going to go up And give them racial abuse it's just it's beyond the pale, and you know to go back to what Andy was saying there. What, what you find in these situations is victim blaming. Glenn Kamara makes an accusation; it's disputed, and the, the conduct of Slavia Prague in this has been absolutely reprehensible. We know that they have to defend their players. We know football clubs do that. It would just be nice once to see a football club come out and say, "You know what? We put our hands up." We look at the actions, we look at the response of the dangerous players and we see here that in all likelihood our player is guilty. Instead you have this whataboutery, you have this deflection and you have Glenn Kamara then being accused when in actual fact he is the victim of something which should never happen in a football pitch. What do you think though? That's a brief insight into what Andy and Stephen think. But what do you think? 01419511025 and if you want to tweet us instead you can do that at Clyde SSB. 10 games for Andre Cadella. Is that enough? If not, what would have been enough? What about the fact that Glenn Kamara has been given a three-match ban for his part in the response to that racist abuse? There's even a, a ban there for Kamar Roof after that tackle, that challenge on the goalkeeper. We'll maybe get to that a bit later on. Understandably, that's um, sort of fallen under the under the, the bigger headlines which regard Glenn Kamara. So pick up the phone and let us know what you think. 01419511025. Let's kick off with Nadim. Who is a Rangers fan from Livingston? How did how did you feel upon hearing that news today, Nadim? Hi, Gordon, Andy, and Stephen. How you doing? Good, thanks. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I read the article online, and I was, if I'm honest, my, my initial reaction was, I'm, I'm glad he's he's been banned. But I mean, when I think more deeper about it, you know, I was. Uh, you know, UEFA, as, as Andy said earlier on, the UEFA have got these slogans, you know, kick races out and take the knee and, and all this. And, and, and this is a chance for for UEFA to, to show that, you know, that, that they are, you know, committed to, 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 you know, trying to get racism out. And I feel that they've absolutely missed a, a, a trick or, or they've definitely missed an opportunity to, to actually to go further and 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 ban the player even more. I, I mean, I don't know what what would be an appropriate ban. I, you know, I've been thinking about it for some time since your since your producer phoned me and, and asked me to come on the show. But I just think that you know, is, a, a year's ban is, is that enough? You know, is, is half half six months? You know, of the season enough? I, I don't know what what is enough, but certainly ten ten games for me is is not enough. You know, and and also. Um, as, as you were saying there, that you know, um, Kamara, Kamara, you know, Kamara's now be banned for for three matches as well. And and to be honest, if, you know, there's no place for violence at all in, in any walk of life. And and, and if, if, you know, if, if he has, you know, resorted to that, 
which I can totally understand. As I said to you before, when I phoned up previously, you know, I've, I've been racially abused in the football pitch as well. You know, so I, I totally appreciate where Kamara's coming from. But you know, if, if he has if he has been violent, then he, he needs to take his medicine. But I can totally understand. Why he would do that Well for what it's worth Stephen Rangers say that they Will appeal that suspension Handed out to Glenn Kamara I'm hoping to speak to Glenn Kamara's lawyer Amar Anwar very soon um, And he already Kind of stating that They wanted to ban Glenn Kamara For five games And and that it's three And you take Nadeem's point Where There's no place for violence I think is ultimately what he said But but we have to acknowledge That that these are human beings And there's probably A little bit more of a place for it If you've been on the receiving end Of racist abuse I think it's okay to admit that Yeah Yeah yeah. We've had incidents like this before There was an incident with uh, Rabbi Nomar And there was uh, a Clyde player And You know You're right They are human beings I don't think any of us Unless we've actually been there Can imagine how it feels you know, to 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 have your kind of your your sort of humanity sort of violated like that, it's just it's just it's beyond the pale. I'm not a big fan of strict liability normally. I'm not a big fan of giving seventeen k fines to football clubs or, you know, or punishing football clubs for what happens from individuals. But in this case, when it's so serious, when it's so grave, I think yeah, you know what? I, I repeat. I would actually throw the book at Slavia Prague And has that been heightened though by their response to it yeah. And the way that they handled yeah. it or, or did not handle it Yeah, listen, I think Czech football does have, have some issues You know, we, you know, there was one in November 2019 I think it was uh, Romero Lukaku, I think, remember, yep. into Milan mm-hmm. He claimed he was a victim of racial chanting from the whole stadium in Slavia Prague Slavia Prague's reaction then they, they accepted the accusations of racism against individuals in inverted commas But they demanded an apology from Wokaku for suggesting they were all at it. And you just think there's something warped about their attitude towards this in general. They're just, mm. they're not taking it seriously enough. And I think they have to be made mm. an example of. And as I go back to what I said, they have made Glenn Kamara feel as if he is in their own for this. Mm. Yeah. And made themselves seem like the victims. They're not the victims. I mean, Nadim, I remember you came on the show, um, as many others did in, in the aftermath of that game and, and spoke so. Well and so passionately About your own experiences And that's why I'm delighted That you're back on Because it's it's not lost on Me or Andy Halliday Or Stephen McGowan That we do not understand What what this feels like Drawing on your own Personal experiences And and, and Sort of Unfortunately remembering How much of that stuff hurts d- d- does, does that hit home today as well? Do you feel like This is this is not only a slap in the face To, to Glenn Kamara But to everyone else out there Who's been on the receiving end Of this type of stuff yeah, absolutely, Gordon. I think um, when when you've got so many, so many, um, you know, when when UEFA are paying lip service to everything by you know by saying take the knee and by um, by having these, these slogans, you know, kick out racism, and and then they go and and, and only give a ten match ban. I mean, clearly they found from their investigations that they've done, they've found Cadella to be to be to be guilty. So if he's guilty. You know, and and give them a t- and the minimum they can give, you know, as they said, is, is, or they should be given is a ten match ban, and to give them that minimum and, and not not go above and beyond that, it's just, it's, it's, it's I think it's abhorrent to be honest. And, and as, as Stephen said earlier on, I mean, how how does it make you know Kamara feel? You know, I mean, I know how I feel. You know, when I when I was you know racially abused, you know, and and and, and you know that was in front of my friends when playing football. But you know, Kamara, and you know, and it's live on TV. You know, you, you've seen that for him. It must be absolutely galling to, to know that. Effectively, for me, it feels like it, like Kadir's got away with it in a way. You know, that's that's how it feels to me that that he's actually got away with 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 being you know being racist in a way. Do you know? Yeah, I mean, Andy, you 
know those guys very well You spoke about Glenn Kamara's character He was visibly supported on the night By Conor Goldson amongst others I don't know what type of you know feedback you've had Or what conversations you've had Is there a feeling throughout the, the club That it was something that kind of kind of rocked the place or what's the what's been what's been said about it ultimately yeah for sure and of course I was watching the game live and you could see how distressed he was even when he came off the pitch and you could see Steven Gerrard obviously embracing him at the side of the pitch and you know from, from my own perspective it was hard to watch an ex-teammate go through that out with anyone else in the world going through which should have absolutely no place in, in society and, and also football so it was just a case of just dropping them a message just you know letting them know that I'm here for them whoever needs a chat to to obviously just pick up the phone and mm-hmm. and uh, and speak to me, but it was obviously it was a, it was a really really hard watch. And you know, talking about Cadela's ban and you know what should happen to Slavia Prague. I know as being a professional footballer, not only on the pitch but off the pitch, you're a representative of, of of your football club. It's in your contract. When I'm doing Clyde One, when I'm doing other media stuff, I still represent my uh, uh, my football club. So Cadela's actions for me, there's no doubt whatsoever. Slavia Prague should be should, should be hit with a, a heavy heavy punishment and. You know, for for the situation that we've came in, to see how distressed the player was, to see how how much it rocked football uh, worldwide, for the punishment to come in and it be the minimum suspension for Cadella, uh, it's just it's nowhere near enough. You know what, Andy? You're talking about Cadella's actions. You're, if you look at Glenn Kamara's actions that night, I mean, we we've all been watching Glenn Kamara for some time. He's not a guy who makes a show of anything, really, is he? Yeah. You know, he, you could tell that it was something really serious for him to get as angry as that. A past mm. a terrific footballer. Always seems quite a plastic guy. He never gives the impression of being a guy who goes around looking for trouble. Far from it. And you just knew when you saw that something appalling has happened there. Uh, thank you to Nadim for kicking us off. That was Nadim in Livingston. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I always expect the unexpected on this show, but I'm pretty confident tonight that ninety nine percent, maybe a hundred percent of fans at phone will say this is terrible. This is not enough, and that won't just be Rangers fans. That will be a, that will be across the board. But just in case that you're wondering, Stephen, there, there, there is an alarming counter to that, even in the corridors of, of, of relative power. I'm going to play a clip from a gentleman uh, called Piara Powar. He's the executive director of anti-discrimination network FAIR, and uh, he's praising UEFA today for making what he calls a, a landmark decision. It's a landmark decision, actually. It's the first time that we've seen this sort of decision being taken in European football. I think it's the first time that UEFA has used the 10-match ban that they have at their disposal. Probably the first time I think they've heard of player-on-player abuse in uh, recent years. And I think it lays down the market. I mean, rather than that being held up as being a good thing, is that not is that not part of the problem? All this stuff about, oh, well, you know, it's the first time we've seen it. That, that's the problem. That That's not a good thing. That's not something to be celebrated and say, oh, brilliant, this is a great example and... Well done UEFA today Yeah I prefer the alternative version Of uh, show racism The red card Who've branded this punishment Wildly insufficient And I don't think they're wrong You know I mean You just wonder what it's going to take To get the message through Gordon I mean We have a situation in Scotland just now It's kind of quasi-judicial Where you've got Nikolai Todorov of Inverness mm-hmm. who's, who's accused Ian Davidson of Rafe Rovers Of, of racial comments There's been a, a counter-accusation from Davidson Us and the lawyers are involved We can't prejudge that But these incidents keep happening and they will keep happening if the punishment doesn't mm. fit the crime. I mean, Andy, I've got a kind of rule on this show generally, unwritten. We're trying not not compare apples and oranges and, and pluck things and try and compare them. But I'm willing to break that rule here because it's it seems to be staring everyone in the face. If you are UEFA and you're trying to tell everyone and pretend to everyone you take these things seriously, 
How is it Kieran Trippier gets a 12 game ban For What was it Breaching betting regulation Telling his mates That he was moving to Atletico yeah. Madrid or something That's 12 games Yeah More, more than this I mean, That kind of tells its own story Does it not Yeah Gordon to be honest It's hard for me to even comment back on that Because I, I mean You're quite right in bringing it up I actually completely forgot that uh, that, that Keenan mm-hmm. Trippier was hit with that ban Stephen obviously mentioned the, the Brian Rice time game ban for, for gambling mm-hmm. so we're comparing the the, you know, the three aspects and and Cudella gets the same ban as Brian Rice mm-hmm. and we're saying that's acceptable and, but, and we're also hearing from people though, authorities on this topic saying no this is this is a this is landmark this is good this is a <laughs> this is a marker struggle to, to get on board with that let's bring in uh, Giovanni from Barhead hi Giovanni hiya um, I'm a Celtic fan and what happened that night was absolutely disgusting and disgraceful. But is it not time that the clubs got together on this one? It's all very well taking the knee and show race on the red cards, which is supported by UEFA. But is it not time the clubs got together and said to UEFA, look, this isn't working because it's still happening on the field. We need to sit down round a table and flash out a proper right and just punishment for this and maybe that'll sort it out like six months or a year's ban but get the clubs to say to UEFA this isn't working you guys need to do better than this because 10 games is nowhere near enough yeah, I, I love the thought Stephen but I, I dare say it's easier said than done I dare say it's been tried I mean take this one for example I'm, nothing good can, can come of this But if if there was any tiny, tiny bit of silver lining I, I felt like this one Such a noise was made You know, the, the reaction was It was all be, it was all behind Apart from Prague's part in this Everyone was behind Glenn Kamara It was making national u- news International news It was everywhere And I thought naively Maybe, just maybe This would be the one that would cause UEFA to sit up and take notice Judging by today's verdict Is... Take it that hasn't happened Yeah but the noise Always goes away Gordon Yeah It comes There's a storm There's a story For two or three weeks It goes away No one cares That Cadell is serving His ten games He'll sit in the sidelines Sit at home Picking up his wages He'll be suspended Okay it's going to hurt him He's missing the first game Of the Euros What is he back For the second and third I don't know So there is There's always a storm There's always Great indignation And then it passes And then six months later It happens again And we're back In the same old movie and we're back in the same circle and we have the same argument. And that's why I think we're all now at this point we're saying something has to happen that actually makes a difference. Mm. And I think we're all agreed taking the knee wasn't doing it. I mean, I made that point in a column recently. It was a good PR exercise. It was well-intentioned, but it wasn't making a difference. It was being seen to do the right thing. And that's the problem with UEFA, the football and bodies. They want to be seen to do the right thing. I don't think anybody thinks mm. they are doing the right thing. Giovanni, good point It was nice to hear from you That was Giovanni in Barhead Hopefully we're going to hear from Glenn Kamara's lawyer Amar Anwar after these You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen McGowan and Andy Halliday are in the building Both waiting on your calls Usual number or Twitter At Clyde SSB Lots of reaction coming into the news today that Glenn Kamara has been given a three-match ban and Andre Cadella a ten-match ban for racially abusing the Rangers midfielder. Um, Kamara's ban suspended uh, a suspension for assault. Um, now, Prague are 
saying a few things The president uh, Yaroslav Tridic says Andre was suspended for 10 games We respect the decision um, In any case Andre Kudela should not have approached The opposition player I deeply regret that And apologise to Glenn Kamara For a situation that has clearly caused distress To him and his teammates As well as everyone associated with Slavia And Rangers I'm taking positive steps to prevent such a situation from happening again We want to learn We're open to cooperation with major anti-racism British organisations on workshops And internal club rules So on and so forth Stephen is that as close to an admission as we've got As we've had from them Or is, is that still a bit half-hearted Well done to him for saying what he should have said the day after the game He's finally adopting the tone they should have adopted from the start Now like we accept that innocent until proven guilty and so on, but you know, they, they, you just felt that they weren't really taking it seriously, and it was it was just what about it? Encounter accusation, and you know, a big boy did it and ran away. It was it was it was pitiful stuff, and I think that's not a bad statement. I think it's a good start, um, but I think it's too little, too late as well. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's see what Craig thinks. Take it away, Craig. Hi, uh, Gordon. Hi, panel. Um... I think it's it's utterly disgraceful from UEFA. I think you can easily look at, at this today um, and make an argument that they've treated Rangers more harshly than they have Slavia. We've had the book for this. We've had Kamara suspended for three games. Kimar Rus suspended for four. Now, Kimar Rus won. You know what he done? It was a horrific tackle. So he absolutely should serve a ban. I'm not defending that. We also got a fine. Uh, about €9,000 for failure to control our players. Well, was Slavia in control of Cadella when he racially abused Kamara? Is that not worthy of a fine or their behaviour, the way they handled it after it, the what about the accusations they made, um, the fact that on two occasions they claimed they had reported it to the police before finally reporting it on the third occasion as well. I mean, I don't understand. Cadella's 10-game ban is just... <laughs> you hoped naively that UEFA would take this seriously. You hope that this might be the watershed moment um, because there have been other issues that UEFA have failed miserably to deal with and this is added to the list. Um, I think the player should have easily been banned for a year, in my opinion, because even if he serves a 10-game ban, he'll you know, miss a couple of games in the Euros. By the time next season's Europa League starts... Um, or Champions League, whatever group stage they qualify for, he's realistically only going to miss maybe three or four games for his club by that stage. Um, that's no good enough. It really isn't. How can you say that what Kamara done is worthy of a ban that's only seven games less than what Cadella done, or that what Kimaru? I mean, combined, Rangers have been given a seven-match ban. That's only three shy of racially abusing somebody for what Ruth and Kamara done. It, it, why have we been treated more harshly? Why is there no fine for Prague but there's a fine for Rangers? I just, it honestly, is big as belief. What do you make of that, Stephen? Because the, the Kamal Roof one, that, like I say, that's perhaps not got the same publicity and understandably so, but he has been banned for four games for that challenge on the goalkeeper. Now, everyone who saw that knows it was a red card all day long because intent doesn't matter. He's caught the goalkeeper in the face. So let, let's let's be honest about that. that that's fine. But, you know, a, a, a four-game ban... Is it not? Why is that different from just receiving the red card and getting like an automatic suspension that would follow? Yeah, but that goes back again to Slavia Prague's conduct, doesn't it? I mean, they 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 made a, a heck of a noise about the violence of Rangers and so on, in a kind of attempt to mitigate the accusations against their own player, and it's worked. You have to have bought it. Look, you're right. It was a red card. 
four games. I'm not convinced there was absolute intent from Kemar Roof, I have to say. It was a bad one. I think we can agree. I think he should have headed the ball for a start. Not convinced there was intent, but they, you know, they're doing the age-old thing of, I think football authorities are very guilty of, they're balancing it up. Yeah, and I mean, like, worth repeating, obviously, a red card for, for yeah. Kemar Roof, you would have expected him to get banned, but, but what makes it... What gives him that additional ban? You know, if you've tried maybe to sort of do something, stamp on a player or do something really, it looked horrendous because you caught him in the face. So we we do acknowledge that. But does that does that ban surprise you? Yeah, it does. I mean, I've been on the football pitch a couple of times where a, a similar tackles uh, occurred. I've seen it on the telly numerous times as well. And listen, serious foul play, dangerous tackle, absolutely intent. Not for me. I think the ball's coming obviously. And by from the way, th- there doesn't have to be intent for it to be a red, and that's why yeah, yeah. Oh, that, no, that, sure. and that's yeah. why the red is correct. But it's this sort yeah. of additional. No, unless I should have right? mentioned. I don't think there's anybody out there that can complain. It's a red card, but I mean the ball's come from behind. He's got his eyes on the ball over his shoulder. He doesn't see where the Slavia goalkeeper is, and it's it's a dangerous tackle and, and mm. fully deserved a red card. But any extra punishment, uh, I'm not sure. Well, Colwell's cool, cool sure argument is that he has to wear a, a head guard for the rest of his mm. career, doesn't he? So where where it is, it's very difficult. You need to see the written judgments. You need to see what the rationale yeah. is. But yeah, I think for me, it's it's it's, it's too much. Uh, Craig, you mean you mentioned ban him for a year? Do you, I take it you think that this is not this is nowhere near enough to act as any sort of deterrent going forward? No, it's it's absolutely not because you know a ten game ban isn't greatly going to affect Cadella going forward realistically and it's not a deterrent I mean I think UEFA said apparently that was the maximum ban they, they could give well if that's the maximum they really they seriously need to have a look at that um, because these are circumstances if I racially abuse you in the street garden I can go to prison for that so why have I racially abused somebody on a football park is it an acceptable punishment to say that missing 10 games in a UEFA competition is is enough to, to suffice that that's, that's justice done for that especially as well and like I say I'll go back to it the fact that the club have received no punishment but Rangers have as a club we've been alright it's 9,000 euros it's not going to break the bank but how can you find Rangers 9 grand for failure to control players for a, a bad tackle which I'm not sure what the club are supposed to do about but you don't find Slavia Prague when their player racially abuses someone and as I understand it's not the first time Slavia Prague have been involved in a racist incident, I think something happened was it Inter or something. Yeah, Stephen well. mentioned that Romelu Lukaku. There is yeah. a bit. There's, there seems to be a bit of confusion over something that Craig just mentioned because I've seen this that this was the maximum yeah. uh, punishment he could have given out. But I've got UEFA's articles in front of me. Article 14: Racism, other discriminatory conduct, discriminatory conduct. Sorry, it says that it incurs a suspension lasting at least ten matches. Now I know even Rangers called it the maximum punishment. So. Um, I'm not really sure why that is But certainly unless I'm Looking at the wrong thing Which I don't think I am uh, UEFA's articles do say That it, it could be at least 10 matches So, um, And perhaps the perfect man To help us clear some of that up Is Amar Anwar The lawyer acting on behalf Of Glenn Kamara Amar I know you're a, a very busy man tonight So thank you for taking the time to join us um, Kick us off by giving us your Your reaction when you heard that ban well, I think it's, first of all, it's welcome news today that UEFA has found Andres Kudela guilty of racist abuse of Glenn Kamara. Glenn's position has been vindicated. Um, however, having spoken to Glenn earlier on, he, uh, he is left disappointed that the sanction imposed by UEFA on Kudela is the barest minimum of 10 games that could be imposed under Article 14. 
You know, Monday, we provided UEFA with a substantial dossier of evidence on Cadella's racism. Um, seeking, and we sought robust sanctions, but we also made submissions that, you know, the proposed five-match ban for Glenn should be reduced, um, and it has been reduced down to three. We're going to see what the Britain decision is for UEFA in terms of the next steps. But as for the sanction imposed on Cadella, UEFA should have imposed a minimum year-long ban rather than a tokenistic 10-match ban. You know, the disciplinary regulations, it says itself, in, you know, that Cudella could have been banned for at least 10 matches or a specified period of time. So they gave him the barest minimum. And I firmly think that UEFA should have made use of significant discretion available to them to send out a far stronger message that this type of conduct will not be tolerated. I mean, there's no other workplace within which such racist behaviour would be tolerated. Yet sadly, UEFA once again has made a mockery of their claims that they want to kick racism out of football. So initially... It was set to be a five-match ban for Glenn Kamara. You don't need me to, to point out the arithmetic here. Initially, Cadella was only getting five games more than, than, than Glenn Kamara was. Well, initially what was happening was um, Cudella had been imposed a one-match ban, and that was on the basis of he, he denied the racist terminology but accepted the, um, the, the swear words that we used. Um, so they, they gave him the barest minimum, which was one. Um, this has now gone up to ten. Um, Glenn had imposed a five-match. That is now down to three. We'll consider what steps we take in relation to that uh, and whether we're appealing, but obviously we first need to see the, the, the written decision. Um, it could be the case that Cudella decides to appeal um, his decision, but he, he will also be aware, as will his club, that the, the, the ten matches could actually go up. But, but, but as has just been said earlier on, I mean, it's pretty pathetic. The pathetic approach from UEFA time and time again. One had hoped on this occasion that they would have seen this as a line in the sand that is considering how many players, how many clubs all came together to speak out against this. And, and, and we've been here before. You know, we saw it. You know, the, the, the derisory sanctions that were imposed following the Bulgaria um, versus... Um, versus um, the England match back in 2019 for the qualifying for the Euros. The horrendous abuse that six black players from England were subjected to by Bulgarian fans and the derisory punishment that was imposed then on, on, on Bulgaria. So, no, I, do, I don't think this is acceptable. I think um, UEFA should have opted. And I think, at the very least, if they are going to send out a strong, robust message, then 10 matches really doesn't work. It, it doesn't make any very much difference. Um, to these clubs or to these players where is the, the huge fines that would actually say to the club oh they mean business we need to stop this and actually I mean I've, I've listened I've read the, the excuses of Slavia Prague we haven't still have not seen a single apology from Slavia Prague to Glenn Kamara there has not been an apology from Kudela to Glenn Kamara so it's all very well for the chairman to say lessons will be learned but um, that, that just compounds the situation um, and so I suppose, you know, what I'd probably say is that, you know, as for Glenn, he feels vindicated today because he was called a liar. He does want to thank, you know, Stephen Gerrard, Rangers Football Club, his fans for the tremendous support. But he also wants to thank the fans and the clubs who put aside football rivalry to support him and to stand united against racism. He was overwhelmed with that. Mm. You know, he was extremely grateful for Scott Brown from Celtic to step over and put his arm around him. You know, often we forget in the city and in Glasgow that we are capable of looking just beyond the game to the bigger picture. And, and I hope that, that fans all over will realise that if we can take a stand for Glenn Kamara, then there's many other 
areas at times when bigotry is expressed that we should take a stand on it. And that, that was an important message, I think, for yes. me. But it was overwhelming for, for Glenn to see the tremendous support from the wider football community that came together and stood as one. Yeah. I'm a, Steve McGowan here. I'm actually, I've argued I'm in favour of actually kicking teams out of Europe for these things. Is that feasible? Is it practical? Could it happen? I, I think it's feasible. I, I most definitely think it's feasible. I think until we start to see robust sanctions like that, then we're going to see this. I mean, at the end of the day, as I think Glenn said to me, he says, this wasn't a player that was, you know, a young kid. It's a grown man who, who knows the context of behaviour. Because when Kudela puts up pictures and Slavia Prague puts up pictures, you know, the usual one that racists will use that some of my best friends are black and putting up pictures of him with black players, almost using them as mascots to sort of say, oh, I can't be racist. Well, when, when, when you sort of see things like that and you go, well, this is a grown man. You know, he's been around for a long time. Um, and so he knows exactly what the consequences of his behaviour were. And the fact that he walked up to somebody and cupped his hand and spoke into his ear loud enough for um, Zungu to hear it. So, I mean, I think in the context of that, I think UEFA should have been looking at the reaction of Slavia Prague because they did not hold back. They defended their player to the hilt. They did not await the evidence. In fact, they tried to construct or reconstruct the reality of the situation to support to support Cudella. And, and, and subsequently, they've been found not guilty. Of course, it could have gone the other way. And it's often the situation, the difficulty in these scenarios is actually finding the evidence. Because many people were saying to me at the time, well, you know, you're not going to succeed. And I said, no, we will fight. We will fight to the very end, you know, because we cannot afford to fail. Because what message would that send out? Not just to Glenn, Glenn Kamara, but to many other young black players who have fought so hard to, to uh, and struggle so hard to, to be able to get um, um, to, to play for their teams. You will have got to know Glenn very well over the last couple of weeks, Amar. And I know you said that you know today he feels vindicated. He was called a liar. He's he's grateful for the support at Rangers and the, the other clubs that rallied round. But, but over the piece from that period in in those initial days after, what try and describe to us what he's been through because I'm sure you'll have learned a bit more about the character and the background what, what's he been through I mean I mean, I think we need to remember you know and Glenn is a very quiet young man um, you know I've seen what Stephen Gerrard has had to say about Glenn and how the others have spoken about in his club and the he is a player that is described by the club as one that you know that they hold in high regard because he has never ever given them any trouble he turns up for training like clockwork he doesn't party he doesn't cause anyone any trouble he's never aggressive he hasn't had a red card not a single record red card since he's been playing professionally since the age of 15 and he's now 25 you know so he so he's and he's not known for over milking it for, for so, so for the club to see him to see glenn react in this manner to be so shocked and to be upset. He felt humiliated. And as I said, he, 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 I've said publicly, you know, he comes from humble backgrounds. His family were refugees from Sierra Leone. They moved for safety to, to Finland. You know, he suffered racism, horrendous racism on a daily basis. His family then eventually moved to London when he was 12. And he says, um, at which, which, which makes me, uh, you know, many people would welcome, is that from the age of 12, when he moved to London, he didn't, hardly experienced any racism. And once he started playing professional football, he said he was lucky. He said he never experienced it from any fellow players. Um, yet, when, when he, what he said to me was that he knew his mother was watching this match. He knew his family was watching this match. He knew childhood friends were watching this match, as they do whenever he plays, whenever, uh, whenever he plays, especially on the international stage. And he knew 
that this was been happening on the international stage. So it left not just him humiliated, it left his family humiliated and shocked. His mother asked him what happened. She couldn't believe that this had taken place. And so Glenn thought he had to respond. He had to stand up and speak out. And, and he did so. But um, he, he now just, I mean, what he says to me is he just wants to get back to doing what he loves. He just wants to play football. You know, he doesn't want to be the, the role model for the person who has to go out and fight racing. He's done his bit. Uh, you know, it's over now to UEFA. It's over to the clubs and the associations to take a firm stance. It's over to the likes of the Scottish Football Association to actually to be firm. Because I, I find when, when I looked at regulations yesterday dealing with another player, I was like quite shocked to actually realise that there isn't any specific, you know, you can't find a specific rule of racism a standalone. You know, even the Scottish Football Association disciplinary rules, you know, and, and up and, and to date, you know, when action has been taken against a football player in Scotland for disciplinary and where racism, where they've been found guilty of racism or racist conduct, you know, actually when the disciplinary has taken place and is publicised on the, the website to date, they don't actually mention the word racism. So nobody actually gets to find out why that player has been found guilty and why sanctions have been taken against them. And that's unacceptable. I mean, if somebody is convicted, if somebody is found guilty of that behaviour, then in this day and age, in 2021, then they should be called out and they should apologise. Yeah. But their clubs should also take, take, you know, take account of it. They shouldn't just simply think, mm. oh, well, we got away with it. We can just move on. Yeah, sounds like there's a long way to go. Amar Anwar, thank you very much. That was Glenn Kamara's lawyer. Amar Anwar joining us on the show tonight. We appreciate you taking the time. 01419511025. What do you think, though, listening at home? Give us a call. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen McGowan and Andy Halliday are in the building. They're both waiting on your calls or your tweets at Clyde SSB. Craig D is on. He says it's an utterly pathetic approach from UEFA. They've missed a huge opportunity to send a message around world football that racism will not be tolerated, but they failed miserably. That's just some of the views coming in on Twitter. What about the phones? David's in Uddingston. Hi, David. Hi, panel. I hope we're all well. Good, thank you. What's your take on you. what you've heard tonight? I just think, yeah, if I missed a real opportunity for myself as a qualified football coach, if I had to basically abuse another coach or another player, then I would be fuck off uh, for safeguarding issues and racial equality, etc. And I would never coach a game where it's a professional football player who's captain of his club and also an international player can recently abuse another player and nothing happens to him and can also be back probably for the Champions League qualifiers next season just yeah I mean that was a point that, that Amar Anwar made before the break Stephen like we we treat football as a separate life form at times and you know and in some ways it is but, but in other ways it's not and it's a place of work Glenn Kamara's gone to his place of work and has yeah. been, been racially abused and I think Amar Anwar said you know it's it's the only place of work that this type of Offence would get this type of punishment on the yeah, back. Yeah, I it. thought I was that. I was that, that. My ears pricked up at that point as well. Actually, if, if you're in any other office environment or working environment, okay, it's, it's a different gladiatorial context, a football match. But that would be grounds for immediate dismissal. It would be. It would be. It would be a sacking mm. offence if you were found guilty of it. In football, we have this kind of this old system where you get a few games, a slap in the wrist, on your way, and then we go into the other thing. The story slipped through the net today. I think was. Clarence Sedorf saying he would be in favour of banning this cover in the mouth. And when players go up to an opponent, yeah. cover their mouth to hide what they're saying. Some punishment for that, because that, that really cast a real doubt over what happened here. Cadella was sneaky hmm. as well as racial. Is that the sad thing for, for Glenn Kamara? Because people fell into the trap of almost 
Oh well, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Two sides to every story. Whilst you, if we're if you're going to treat incidents like this in in that fashion, you you will never we will never fix it. We won't even never come close to fixing it. As you know, treating them as as equals, so to speak. Yeah. I suppose the problem is that football is populated by lawyers these days. You know, there used to be that a football club would send along their secretary, it would all be sorted out. They get we get a twelve match band, blah blah. But now they're taking QCs into hearings, so. They have to proceed along those lines, but there was no doubt in my mind, and Andy said it earlier as well, there was no doubt in my mind, sitting in the, the, the stand that night, looking at Glen Kamara's actions, looking at the response of Cora Goldson, of uh, Zungu, there was no doubt in my mind that the guy was guilty. Now you, you know these guys, Andy, as well. I'm sure some of them maybe are a bit fierier than others. Glen Kamara maybe not so much, but you'd have, you'd have recognised it, I'm sure, straight away. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like I said, he's just such a such a quiet individual, and he, his lawyer spoke well about. You know, he's never had a red card in his career. He's he's he's, he, he's held at the very high regard at his work ethic and and how he trains and applies himself every day. But from a human standpoint, his personality is just a, a, a just a lovely, lovely down to earth guy. Not got a bad bone in his body, and you can see how much it not only upset him but his teammates, his manager, who's obviously came out and and uh, and fully backed him. And uh, and like was also said in other clubs. Around around Scotland, around Britain, they've all came up and, and stand together as one. But I just hope that that's not the end of this. I think it's important that Glenn's came out and spoke on it and in, in, in different media outlets and, and you know Rangers are taking a stand with a sort of social media stance for a week. I just hope that Kudela's not been happy with a ten game ban. It's swept under the carpet and two, three, four months down the line we're seeing another racial incident in football. David, is that is that likely, unfortunately, in your mind? Do you see this being enough to, to send out any sort of Message and any kind of meaningful change? I don't, if by the stance that UF have taken today, I don't think, I think it's going to be shipped on the cart. And I think another point that maybe put on will Glenn Kamara then miss the group stages of the, the Euros as well? No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe so. I think that the they're slightly different, the two punishments, and that Kudela will, um, but Glenn Kamara only the European games for Rangers, I think. So, you know, he, he will miss. Mm. Rangers Champions League qualifiers, which which will seem so strange when that comes around. Oh, oh yeah, remember Glenn Kamara's missing these huge games yeah. because he was racially abused. That will be the the, the take of some people. So, um, yeah. What, what I don't know, David. What's an appropriate time frame? Because this is the bit I struggle with. I would kind of hold my hands up and say that you know I've heard someone say ban, ban him for six months, but ban him for a year because we've never even came close to to any of those. I'm not really sure what to expect or, or what what's appropriate. What would your take on it be? I, th- I think it should have been at least a year because if you look at other issues like Rio Ferdinand missed a, a drugs test and I think he got eight months. So, and somebody racially abuses another player on a pitch and all he gets is a 10 game ban. I just think UEFA missed such an opportunity to lay a marker down and for this to stop now. I just. Racial equality is just it's all wrong for UEFA from top to bottom. Yeah, the list is as long as your arm, Stephen, of incidents which suggest. Prove in some people's mind But certainly suggest That UEFA Take Other things Far more seriously Than, than racism Whether it's Yeah uh, but You know God it's not just UEFA it's Yeah because to, to be, Yeah because to be fair David that was probably An FA thing that Yeah 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 referenced. But I mean I go back to, to I think it was 2018 It was uh, Rabbi Nomar Of of uh, for Elgin City At the time He was uh, uh, Ali Love of Clyde Was found guilty Of racially abusing him On the pitch He was handing a Five match ban By the SFA Independent tribunal, but a five-match ban for racially abusing a player on the pitch. And I did pieces of Rabbi Omar after that. I went to meet him in the West End, and we, we had a cup of tea. And the boy was traumatised by it because he would go back to Clyde and he would be booed by the fans as if he was somehow yeah. to blame for this. 
So what going back to the point we made earlier, sometimes the person who's actually abused ends up being you know, victimized. Blamed. Blamed, mm. yeah. Which 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 is a pretty staggering state of affairs and another reason why we just have to take it a bit more seriously. It's not just UEFA. This is a football mm. problem and they really all have to get their act together. Thank you very much to David. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. They say you're only as good as your last game, don't they? It's one of the great football cliches. Up until last week, Andy Halliday used to swagger into this studio. <laughs> Never been beaten on Beat the Pundit. Everyone talking about him. His mates were phoning in, trying to take him on. And eventually, the crown slipped last week. He's human after all. He is beatable. Let's see what you can do tonight. 01419511025. You do need to call by seven. And your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen McGowan and Andy Halliday in the studio What a contrast of emotions by the way You've got Andy Halliday until last week unbeaten Never tasted defeat to beat the pundit He wants to put it right We've got Stephen McGowan who have not had the pleasure of his company In a couple of seasons And he is dreading it He says last time he was in here he didn't get any right And um, it's haunted him ever the, the, since The last few times <laughs> so We're not talking single right here Oh dear oh dear Right well let's see what we've got um, It is that time of the night I'll, One of you will be in the hot seat Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, Beat the Pundit time. Your chance to take on a nervous Stephen McGowan or an Andy Halliday determined to put things right. Let's meet the man who's tasked with that tonight. It's Nathan in Motherwell. How's it going, Nathan? Aye, good. Thank you. You know, I'm, always, you guys doing? I'm always on the listener's side, uh, Nathan, but by virtue of your postcode, I'm out extra behind you. I, I, I fancy. <laughs> I'll, I'll get Gordon DL to hand deliver the sign ball if you win. Uh, heads, it will be Stephen McGowan, and tails, it will be Andy Halliday. The look of relief on Stephen McGowan's face It's a tail He was genuinely, see that look? He was genuinely Absolutely delighted uh, So let's you've, How do you feel about that Nathan Halliday's decent on his day But you never know Maybe that's the, the magic's worn off After losing just, last week I want to get revenge on him With Avengers <laughs> oh, <well>, I thought <laughs> you'd right, well, we'll wait and see We'll play it out over I was going to say Is it 30 seconds? Yes So uh, let's Stop that right there And we'll get you ready Andy will give you some Clyde 2 to listen to Yep good stuff He's disappeared Nathan 30 seconds on the clock You are head to head with Andy And mm-hmm. you, you can pass That's the key Does that make sense If you don't know it Just pass quickly And we'll move on okay Okay Good man I'll put 30 seconds on this clock And your time starts now Did Stephen Naismith play more games For Rangers or Everton Rangers Sunshine the Leith Lynx Is the Premiership mascot Of which club Aye. Name either scorer in the most recent Old Firm match. Edward. Which English side did Liam Boyce join Hearts from? Oxford. Who scored more goals for Scotland, Lyndon Dykes or Andy Robertson? Lyndon Dykes. Which Celtic defender signed a new four-year deal yesterday? Stephen Welsh. Name the only SPFL club crest which features a side Ah. view of... I think we're out of time, let's bring back... Andy Halliday Andy can you hear us? Yep Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Did Stephen Naismith Play more games For Rangers or Everton? Rangers Sunshine the Leith Lynx Is which Premiership Club's Oops. mascot? Name either scorer In the most recent Old Firm match Alfredo Morelos Which English side Did Liam Boyce Join Hearts from? Button Who scored more Scotland goals Lyndon Dykes Or Andy Robertson? Dykes 
Which Celtic defender signed a new four-year deal yesterday? Welsh Name the only SPFL club crest which features a side view of goalposts Producer Callum has stitched you up with that What a question What a question that is how, how you're supposed to oh, recall that under pressure I've got no idea You can give me 10 minutes on that question I don't think I would get it um, Nathan, how do you think that went? Uh, I think I've done quite well to be honest mm, I'm not so sure Let's find <laughs> out uh, The first one How did uh, Stephen Naismith play more games for Rangers or Everton? It was Rangers, you both got it you, I, I, I like the tactics on one hand here Nathan I could see what you were going for If you don't know, pass quickly I told you to do that So it's my fault But I think with a little bit more time You would have got Sunshine the Leith links. Sunshine on Leith It is of course Hibs Andy Halliday got it 2-1 in front And uh, this is the one that's going to be problematic for you Nathan, the Rangers fan Because you've forgotten That Alfredo Morelos scored In the most recent Old Firm match And Odds Edward did not get it, out. it was Mohamed El Yunusi for Celtic So Andy goes 3-1 in front I feel like just deducting this one from him This is his pal He plays for Hearts I'm, going to, I'm taking this one off Burton Albion Andy got it right But I'm taking that away Not having that Who scored more goals for Scotland Lyndon Dykes or Andy Robertson Robertson. It's Andy Robertson uh, is it? yeah, It's 3-2 to two. It's yeah. one of the ones where This is a tick question Once you've answered exactly. it Exactly uh, Yep Andy Robertson uh, 3 Lyndon Dykes 2 uh, Which Celtic defender Signed in a 4 year deal It's Stephen Welsh And I bet none of you Have got it yet Which SPFL club crest I'm, Is it Aberdeen? Oh it's Aberdeen Look at this guy He's Aberdeen. in here saying I don't want to play I would still have lost But I would have right, okay. That's actually a great show yeah. Thinking about it now That's yeah, a great show It's Aberdeen 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 For Andy Halliday And a 2 Nathan I'm afraid No No personalised delivery From Gordon DL You'll be pleased to know Amazing <laughs> Good man That was Nathan In Motherwell You're back uh, Unlucky Nathan You're back It was the redemption I needed Back top of the table yeah. I know, See the excitement In Roger Hanna's face When you lost last week And that put you to <laughs> level On point uh, Win percentage But that'll Bump you back yeah, up it was needed, it was, I was confident no, I, was, I, I did my revision this week Did you? Yeah. Well how did you turn up At quarter to six Admitting that you had Fell revising. asleep on the couch And that you nearly <laughs> Missed the start of the show I fell asleep revising Ah right okay right. Andy Halliday And Stephen McGowan In the studio Pick up the phone Let us know what's on your mind Lots of reaction coming in To Glenn Kamara's ban And Cadella's ban uh, to date If you want to keep them coming That's absolutely fine Celtic fans What do you make of Story back page of The Sun amongst others Today I'm talking about Patrick Clamalas Perhaps been set to swap Celtic for New York Red Bulls Would you Say thank you for your efforts And send them on his way Or is, is there still a player in there Would you like to see him stay And see what a new manager could do Pick up the phone right now 01419511025 Now I'm delighted to say We're joined on the line uh, By Motherwell and Scotland defender Stephen O'Donnell Stephen how's it going Thanks for joining us No problem at all How's things All good thank you Last night around this time in the show We said that you had Committed your future uh, To Motherwell You've signed a new two year deal At the club uh, Give us your, your reaction to that no, look, I was, I was over the moon. It's, it's been going for a for a, a good while before I signed the extension. At, at the end of January, I was kind of in the in the works, and it was just kind of getting um, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. So good to get it over the line. It was good time, and I've just had a, a a wee baby girl, so it gets um, gets everything sorted, get a bit of security, which um, we don't often get in football. Congratulations on that. And but by the way, whilst you mention it, that's maybe the side that we never see. You know, we just we all we're looking at it from the outside the football how much does you know kind of family life and, and being settled and so on and I know you're from that area how much does that play a part in a decision like this because that's the bit we'll perhaps never see no look it's, it's obviously very important crucial but I think there always comes a time where it's about you need to balance career opportunity with with 
your family being happy and, and, and without that it's you know I mean it's it's getting the balance and that's always always been the case and and then um, as I said so I'm I'm over the moon. I'm enjoying playing with, with the, the manager and, and hopefully um can can bring a bit more consistency with our performances. But but not just excited the obviously get the Scottish Cup game on Friday and um and hopefully get a wee run would be nice. But um just looking forward to next season really. Um try and make sure we're safe this season. I think one more win does it. Um and then try and look forward. I'm thinking back to many people's predictions and I'm not saying, you know, you you have to listen to these, but a lot of people had Motherwell maybe 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 even third, fourth, fifth, expecting certainly a kind of top six finish. How how do you feel this season's been has it been a bit underwhelming from a player's perspective? Well look when I signed that I hoped that we'd be in the top six at least. Um I seen the I played well obviously played Mullow the season before and was very impressed with coming up against them. Um, I know they lost a couple of players and then obviously David Turnbull left um, just not long after I came in and you, you expect these things to take a toll but not quite a lot of injuries maybe affected the team more than more than it should have and um, and then maybe Europe even had a slight effect on it it was, it was a great experience we got to go over to um, Israel and stuff played Ireland played in Ireland and at home so it was a nice wee run but um, maybe it took a toll I, I don't know I think it's always whenever you're involved in it um, it's very hard to maybe put your finger on what the, the problem was or how we've managed to to struggle with consistency but I certainly think when we when we look back at the games there have been a hell of a lot of them that we've deserved more out of them um, and ironically Saturday there was one of the few that we maybe didn't deserve all three points and we managed to get them um, so it's just it's just been one of those frustrating seasons How much is the small matter of the Euros been round the corner on your mind at the moment? Um, not really to be, I, I think I think when the, the the squads get announced, it starts to like prior squads when the, the week before the squads get announced, it maybe starts to creep into to your mindset. You're always aware that there's um, plenty of people, especially in my position, there's plenty of people um, that have an opportunity and, and would feel they, they deserve an opportunity, and rightly so on a lot of occasions. But um, you're just kind of looking forward to it. Hope, hope you get in the squad, and when that gets announced, then if you're in it, which I've been fortunate to be, it's you then just get excited for the games and then this I imagine the Euros will be, be no different I think if I allow myself to, to think I'll be in it too soon it can either affect your performances or that's whenever maybe you get a niggle or, or something like that things you don't want to speak about so so just try and keep focus work hard and hope that between the Scotland performances and, and, the, and my mother will form I can do enough to to find myself on the on the, the plane as such, um, the plane to Hamden, <laughs> <laughs> the taxi, the taxi uh, the from ta- Motherwell to Hamden. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, chauffeur make it sound better, right? <laughs> so yeah, the, the, there's never a level of, of comfort there. You can't, you, you won't be taking too much from the fact that you've been in. I mean, it's been every squad for the last couple of years now, hasn't it? Yeah, no, I know, but I think there's been there's there's it's well documented how many players. Want to be in in the in the, in the squad and, and how many players in my position could be in the squad. So it's um, you just need to make sure you're, as I say, trying to look after yourself and working hard and keeping yourself fit. And and thankfully, the last squad there, I was able to put in a couple of decent performances, which hopefully won't um, do myself any any um, will do myself in favours. So hopefully, hopefully that can be enough. Um, but as I said, I need to make sure I'm I'm trying to do my business day to day with Mullow, and I certainly think I'm. I managed to bring that certainly since the turn of Christmas I've been a bit more consistent um, 
albeit I didn't have the best of performances on Saturday, I, I think, um, albeit it wasn't a penalty. I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> the, um, Is that your, that your story? You're sticking to it? That, that's my story. Like, there's, there's, the Motherwell media team of truth that I didn't even touch him from an angle. You can see the clear, but uh, that's a story for another day. But no, look, uh, as I said, I, I've managed to be a bit more consistent since... Uh, Christmas and, and hopefully I can, mm. can continue it. That's why I was surprised earlier when you, you said going away to Israel to play for Motherwell was a good thing. I thought you lot and the Scotland team were sick fed up of that journey and never wanted to go back there. You've been so often. Um, and the Scotland front, I think I might be a wee bit. If I didn't see Israel again as a national team, I, I, I think I'd be happy. But, yeah, I think, but we, no, I think we all agree for, for what it's worth. <laughs> Steve McGowan's nodding away. Mm. Uh, back to the club stuff then with the focus, like you say, Scottish Cup this week. What's the new... Manager, what's Graham Alexander been like? Because Stephen Robinson was very successful at Motherwell, but every manager different. What 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 have been the main differences? If you can put your finger on them, I think the the main difference is is the, there's two styles of training. It's very big contrasts. Um, again, both are equally successful. If you, I mean, it goes in just the players or the season. But the Robins, uh, Stephen Robinson, old gaffer had. Kind of was very shape orientated, work, working on like playing from the back or, or how the shape would be affected and, and trying to play through the thirds, wanted X, Y, and Z to happen. Um, this manager training is very much kind of an hour and a half, a wee bit longer, an hour and a half, but intense, a little bit more like um, Steve Clark's training was at Kilmarnock. Um, and, and you come away like came away for training there yesterday. I was absolutely blown in my backside, which uh, is a good thing, but <laughs> can also be a bad thing. But um, but no, so it's just different styles like that. Then then the two of their approaches. Um, come game time, the uh, the manager doesn't have as many meetings as the old manager. Again, that's just a personal preference. I'm sure um, Andy's got plenty of experience of that. It's just different styles and different beliefs, and that's his players. We need to adapt to the manager. Um, I think sometimes players can get caught up thinking the manager should adapt to the players. Um, it certainly is a is a is a, is a manager. The players adapted to the manager. Sorry, so so now that's all you can kind of try and do. And, and I'm enjoying it. I'm working hard, training away, and, and hopefully, um, as I said, we can have a bit more success next season. Don't say I'm not good to you. When we asked Stephen O'Donnell to come on the phone, he said, "I need I need to be away by quarter past seven because it, <laughs> because it's bath time." Not for him, for his for his for his young son. And look at that, three, two, one. That's you. Quarter past seven. You're free to go. Thanks yeah. for joining us. No problem. Thanks, Alex. Take care. Okay. Good man. That's Stephen O'Donnell, at Motherwell and Scotland defender, signing a new contract this week. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five in the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Uh, understandably, lots of reactions still coming into the Glen Kamara news today. You're more than welcome to keep doing it. Let's take a look at some. Some other topics and just change the tune for a little while At least Celtic fans, I'm keen to hear from you on this Because there is the ongoing managerial situation There will be a rebuild And I noticed in the back page of The Sun Amongst other papers The story about Patrick Clamalla being set to swap Celtic For the New York Red Bulls I wondered if you thought that was a, a good thing Is it time to part ways? Would that be part of the rebuild? Or... Is is there a player in there? Is that one that you would like to keep and, and maybe see what a new manager could do? I don't know. You tell us. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Um, Stephen, does it does it seem likely to you that, that Patrick Clamalla would be playing his football elsewhere? Yes, it does. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the probably is a player in there. He's just not a player for Celtic because you look at Patrick Clamalla. He looks to me like a guy who will spring the the, the the high line, get in behind, run in behind, and finish. 
you don't get that at Celtic. Well, Celtic need are players who, who can break down packed defences, and I just don't think that's Patrick Kamala's game. He just he just looks like a player in the wrong movie to me. Yeah, I remember the night that he signed, and we will do this often. You know, we'll try and get a, a bit of an insight from people that know them. And we had a, a, a journalist on who covered you know Polish football, and quite frankly, his, his take was along the lines of. I don't really get this I'm not sure Yeah, He's he's, he's good He's fine he's, he's not a bad player By any means But I'm just not sure That it's but going it, to work it out does, It does tap into A bigger question About Celtic at the moment Which is player acquisition yeah. Player scouting Recruitment I mean It's been letting them down So badly Since John Park left They've had far more misses And hits And I always think With Celtic and Rangers It's not just How much you spend It's how you spend it You must make the most Of scant resources Because they don't have English Premier League money so you have to make it count. That's a sizable fee that he was yeah, brought in for. Absolutely, it was. You know, and you, you, you know, you're not just talking about him. You could go through them. You could look at the money spent on Barkas. You could argue that the money spent on Shane Duffy was was a was a catastrophic waste as well. You know, you you could even ask about Diego Waxout. There's, there's a whole raft of players. I'll be in Ayeti. You're thinking, you know, maybe a new coach will get another 10, 15, 20 percent out of these players. But at the moment, the jury is so far out. Yeah, you, you never know, Andy. There have been so many players over the years that have looked like no future. And all of a sudden, I don't know, a different manager comes in or a different pre-season under their belts and and they take off. But would you expect someone like Patrick Clamalla to be part of, of the, 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 the rebuild in terms of going out and other players coming in? Uh, yeah, I wasn't too surprised in the news to see he could potentially be moving elsewhere. Um, yeah, there pro- no potential as a... A player in there that could be Celtic worthy, but the thing is at the old firm you don't have that time. You don't have the luxury for mm. for you know eighteen he's been at the club eighteen months now, so another year would would take him to two and a half years. You know, for me it's too long to settle, especially if a club's paying a, a fee of three point five million for uh, for you. So I don't think Celtic have quite had the return they were looking for. So uh, I wouldn't be you know too surprised to, to see Celtic fans happy for him to, to move mm. on and, and continue his career elsewhere. Yeah, Frank is in Springburn, who's a Celtic fan. He's, I think a couple of things on his mind. Let's start with that. Frank Patrick Clamalla Is there a player in there That you would be Reluctant to let go Or or, or is it best That he's On his way And, and the, the rebuild Continues without him You know As, as Stephen McGowan Is saying uh, There is a player in there But no for Celtic He's maybe an Aberdeen I think he's maybe An Aberdeen player On a Celtic shirt uh, I just don't rate him And if we can get The money back That we paid for him Then it's good business I'd also get A shot of a jetty I don't think he's I don't rate him either well, that would that would be the other uh, thing, Stephen. There are suggestions that the fee might be around what Celtic paid for him, and would that in itself does that is that classed as a success if you can recoup that? And well, so it's one thing you have to do that. You know, if, if if you look at other players, they've managed to get top dollar from them. You know, getting getting uh, Jeremy Fingpong money from mm. Bayer Leverkusen. What's that quoted at eleven million pounds? That's remarkable. So they've done well there, but they've got a lot of players that you're probably looking at going out the door this summer. Edward, Ayer, Christie, mm. and Cham, Clamala, Lee Griffiths, maybe, Duffy, Waxout, Kenny, possibly Tom Rogic. Mm. So I mean Frank mentioned the Yeti, he's saying he's not a fan of him. He you know, he should go as well, but at what point do you do you acknowledge that you have got these guys on long term deals or longish term deals and, and they they might improve with a new manager well, and Well you look back at I, I, I remember when Martin O'Neill came in and you remember Bobby Petter started off as a, an unmitigated disaster. He, he, he had a terrible beginning to life under John Barnes. Martin O'Neill comes in and in his first old firm game, Bobby Petter turns away Fernando Rickson inside out, I think. So, I mean, you know, if a new coach comes in, he can breathe life into a player and you just wonder if Ayeti or something like that, they might get something like that 
If the coach is right But of course Frank That feeds into the bigger picture And this is a new record For the last Four weeks I think In the show 20 past 7 Before we've mentioned The Celtic managerial vacancy And understandably so Far bigger um, Or far kind of More important issues today In, in the sense of, of Glenn Kamara The reaction to that Lots of people feel strongly about it um, But what's your take on What's going on with the manager? I just want to um, see McGowan's a man in the know when it comes to Celtic. Does it, was it, see, you know what's going on with Eddie Howe? Is Eddie Howe the number one choice? Because uh, the, the, the rumours are I'm hearing is that um, Brendan Rodgers has had a word in his ear and told him, don't, to take, don't take the job until the summer, until Lawwell's at the door. Because he's <laughs> interfering. It's another theory. We've had a few of them. Stephen, you're the man in the know, no pressure. <laughs> Well, I can assure you there's nothing that I know coming from Celtic at the moment because there's a news blackout in this, as I'm sure you'll, you'll say, Gordon. So, but as journalists, you have to find more, more than one way to skin a cat. You know, listen, I think the two sides seem more relaxed about it than the fans are. You know, the fans understandably want someone tomorrow. I mean, he, he met David Desmond two weeks ago, Eddie Howe in London. There's an expectation things might move quickly because he is out of work. That hasn't happened. But there might be reasons for that. You know, David Desmond meets him, says, OK, you're our man. It's then up to him to negotiate the deal with fans. He'll want fairly precise details of how much money he has to spend because all these players are potentially going out the door. How much does he have to sign 10 or 11 players? And I think a non-negotiable point seems to be Bournemouth Technical Director Richard Hughes coming along as well. He's, he, I don't know if he's going to be Director of Football or Technical Director. I think he's going to head up the player scouting operation, maybe a replacement mm. for Nicky Hammond. But you know... Eddie Howe wouldn't be appointing his own boss. He just wants someone he can trust by his side. I don't know if he's, he's keen on the idea of Celtic bringing in a director of football he doesn't know, a Fergal Harkin, mm-hmm. to work above his head, for example. The trouble is, you're born with their, their fifth in the championship just now. So they're right in the mix of the playoffs. They don't have a permanent manager. He's involved in appointing the new manager. I think he's reluctant mm-hmm. to leave them in the lurch. Uh, the trouble is, if they go all the way to the playoff final, that's the end of May. Yeah. So how long can Celtic wait? We keep coming back to this, you know what I mean? How's representative says he won't reach a decision until the summer. Fans are threatened that he's using Celtic as a bargaining tool with Crystal Palace. I'm, I think that's a bit of a red herring, personally. Um, I think the info coming for the house circle is that he's weary of firefighting and relegation struggles, and I think he, I think he quite mm. fancies something different, the chance to, to manage in Europe and win trophies. But So it's, so it's, the, it's the negotiation, it's the terms rather yeah. than... Yeah. A conspiracy about Brendan Rodgers or about... Well, I think he did talk to Brendan Rodgers. You know, he he, he, would, he would only be human if he didn't... He wouldn't be human if he didn't do his due diligence. I mean, if you're a manager in England, who do you yeah, speak to about... Yeah, you're going to speak to Brendan Rodgers, aren't you? going to speak to Brendan Rodgers. And, you know, he wants guarantees about a level of control, autonomy. Listen, a four million, or not, four million a year from Crystal Palace might change his mind. Mm-hmm. At the minute, I think that's a red herring. I think Celtic fears of him playing them off against other clubs are a bit overplayed. If I was down to my last tenner now, I'd still stick it on Eddie Howe for Celtic. Please gamble responsibly. That was Frank in Springburn. Hopefully that answers your question. Uh, Mark Wilson's parody account, there is such a thing, um, is on to say that who knows whether there's a player in Kalamala. He's barely had a chance to prove himself. Let's see what sort of team Andy Halliday and Stephen McGowan make. We've got a full-time teaser and plenty more of your calls next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen McGowan and Andy Halliday are here. It's 0141-951-1025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. I've got a full-time teaser for you. Um, imaginative and relevant for this week. So since season 2000-2001, nine players have scored 
In an old firm game Whose surname Ends in Son S-O-N How these people come up with these I don't know Callum and Dundee Sent this one in tonight Thank you very much to Callum Since season 2000-2001 Nine players have scored In an old firm game Whose surname Ends in son S-O-N Barry Robson Barry Robson Yes I've got four off the rip So I'll slow it down Just slow it down Give me two Barry Ferguson Conor Goldson Barry Ferguson Yes Conor Goldson Yes Stephen any more spring to mind They they will Okay we'll leave it there That's fine We'll leave that bubbling away Between now and the end of the show Nine players have scored In an old firm game Since 2000-2001 Whose surname ends in Son S-O-N Barry Ferguson Conor Goldson And Barry Robson so far We'll leave it there We'll get them At some stage between now And the end of the show Let's bring in Ricky In Easter House Picking up on a similar theme From before the break Ricky we're talking about You know Kind of rebuild Patrick Clamalla Are you as well Trying to keep him and, and see if a new manager Can get the best Or Does he Need to leave Celtic In your mind What's your Take on it I don't, I don't think I don't Well I don't know what it, it all depends On where the new manager Is going to be His style of play But I don't think He sits, fits into the style of play As Stephen says That we play I think he's mere Timo Pukki Harold Blackback Type uh, he'll probably go away New York Come back to the champ- championship In a year or two And it'll be worth a fortune You know Like yeah, yeah I mean uh, there, There's no guarantee By drawing that one comparison But it is a good comparison If ever there was a guy Who clearly was a, a good player It's Timo Pukki Just never looked like He was in the right movie At Celtic Did he get enough chance Has Patrick Clamalla Had enough chance Well That's a different debate But, but it is a great example Of there's just a fit that needs to be the right fit yeah because I mean Andy will know more about this having played for Rangers but it's easier to look good playing against Celtic Rangers than it is to, to fit in because you know you need a big personality as well don't you yep. I mean you need to go to, you need, I mean, Timo Pukki always struck me as being quite a timid yep. quite a shy guy not really suited to the attention to the spotlight better suited to a smaller club with less demand less expectation I don't really know necessarily know I think that about Patrick Clamalla I have to say I think it's just that his style of football is just not suited to Celtic. What he does is not what Celtic need. A couple of things have come up then, Andy. What, what What's the bigger factor, or, or maybe they're the same size? Style of play, because at Celtic and Rangers, nobody is leaving space in behind. Mm-hmm. You're, they're just going to sit in front of you. Um, or, or is it that thing, that, that expectation, the pressure, the character? Yeah, a bit of both. I think Gary Caldwell gave another sort of example last week when we speak about Shane Duffy. I mean, Shane Duffy, when you've got the amount of caps he's got for Ireland and you've got the amount of Premier League experience he does he's not a bad player but the fact of the matter is he's never been asked to defend the halfway lane when you come to Celtic and, and you're a team that are, that are on front the front foot for 90 minutes and, and you've got 70-80% of the ball it's a completely different shift to playing centre half against a team that's defending for 90 minutes So, Have you seen strikers then in your time that maybe Michael Harlan there you go perfect yeah. example uh, under Mark Warburton we played St Johnson at Ibrox he yep. absolutely destroyed us for 90 minutes six weeks later we sign him and uh, you're just not going to get the same the same job off him because he's not got the 30-40 the yards in behind him that he can express his blistering pace it's all different where you're trying to you know, find small pockets and uh, and unlock you know difficult difficult circumstances where, where quite often are not 10 men behind the ball and then you know it, it's not only till now you see sort of different sides to Rangers when they go to Europe and they're a bit more expansive and you see the likes of Ryan Kent on the counter-attack but Stephen's right the mess you don't get that, that mm. opportunity to show that so uh, I think it's all down to another part of recruitment you know people talk about looking at a player's 
you know, a player's capabilities can he fit in a style of play, but not only that, his, his temperament, his mentality, you know, can Klamala mm. handle playing in front of 50,000, 60,000 when, and uh, has he got the mentality when things aren't going well to, to stand up and be counted for? I don't know, that's obviously down to, uh, to other people to look at, but, you know, it just shows when you're, when you're, you're in the shop window at big clubs uh, like, like Celtic and Rangers, you need to look yeah. at, at many different aspects. Gordon, Gordon, I'll give you one name that sums this issue up perfectly. Sadiq Umar. No, Umar Sadiq, you know what I mean? Yes, it's like, I mean, it's like, someone phoned yeah. in last week. Yeah, but I mean, what was it? Manchester United now being linked to a 60 or 70 Bayern million Munich. pound. And he nearly fell off his stool last week when we, when we brought that. He's, he's seen uh, the guy. I mean, yeah, okay, he didn't play often for Rangers, but he leaves and suddenly his career is absolutely transformed. You got over that yet? No, still <laughs> no. struggling to come to terms I, with it. And I mean, listen, it's like it's like you mentioned. You know, Kamara has he had the chance? I mean, there's a reason players aren't getting a chance. Is he shown enough in training? Is he, is he, you know, is he like for like? If Odson Edwards not fit or Odson Edwards not playing, are you going to get the same sort of return of Patrick Kamara? Probably not, and that's probably the reason he's mm. not had as many opportunities as some would have liked. But at the end of the day, Kamara still played 24 games this year. I know quite a, quite a lot of the time it's been off the bench, yeah. but a three goal return for that. It's not enough um, Ricky I mean you mentioned Something else there It would depend You know Could he fit in With a new manager style And that much, that's the difficulty For Celtic at the moment Isn't it You've seen it with well, Scott Brown is the, is the most high profile example There will be others It's just the situation They find themselves in If players are looking For assurances From a manager that They can't Because there isn't one And there's going to be A, a changeover Between Peter Lowell And Dominic Mackay And is it Fergal Harkin Is it Richard Hughes there, There's a lot going on there So it's kind of hard to to give players assurances and, and to plan in that respect, is it not? No, and I don't. I, I don't think Eddie Howe's parkhead bound. Why not? Um, hundred percent. I, I just I, listen. I'm, if he wanted to come, he'd be here. Hundred percent. You seem pretty well. That's as sure as you can be. A lot of fans. A lot of fans. A lot of fans will take that on board. A lot of fans will take that on board. And if he doesn't have the ground running, they'll let him know. Well, Stephen was. T- I mean, it was one man's opinion. I'm sure Stephen would admit that. But you know, is it not? Could it not be the case, Ricky, that the negotiation is taking a while, and Celtic want certain things, and, and Eddie Howe wants certain things? Why does it automatically need to be that he, he doesn't want to be there? I think, I, I, honestly, I think he's playing chess. Yeah, I think he's playing chess for the Premier League. I think he thinks, and all well, Hamz Marino gets a bullet at Spurs. Is that a chance for me at Spurs? I, 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 don't, I don't know I'm sure Ricky it's a, it's a hypothetical It's obviously It's a possibility Stephen But you've, you've given us Your take on it You think that the, the, This idea that he's Pining for something In the English Premier League Has actually been a bit Overplayed Yeah for me That's, that's certainly what I've been told um, I Listen that's no guarantee <laughs> As I said In the same uh, sentence If somebody comes along And offers a 4 million a year In the English Premier League Then You know Be that You know Newcastle, mm. Crystal Palace, maybe even Brighton, Graham Potter goes. You know, so so you know, it, it, anything is possible at this stage. But I think that has been distinctly overplayed. Yeah, I mean, Andy, we know what we're up against. We know the way people feel about the English Premier League, the money, everything else. But you, some of the clubs have been mentioned, Crystal Palace. Is that something you think would be more appealing? And I know money's difficult to, to maybe separate that. But is that think that would be more appealing? Well, if he does choose Crystal Palace, it's because of the money. Because, I mean, when we're talking about the sizes of the clubs, uh, traditionally and through their history, I don't think there's much mm. comparison. I've already said, you know, numerous times that, you know, for, for players I've previously played down, uh, played with down south, they, you know, they, they often turn down their nose in Scottish football, but they don't actually realise the size of the two clubs that, 
but mainly we've got in uh, in Scotland. So the fact that Eddie Howe's obviously you know he's got plenty of experience in England. He's he's managed them um, you know two clubs now in the Premier League, and uh, I, you'd like to think it's about time you know can he branch out his CV and and try and come up to Celtic and win trophies and play in Europe and and see how he can he can cope with that down there. So if it's down in terms of size of club. I mean, there's only one winner. But they've got families as well, haven't they? We spoke to Stephen O'Donnell earlier. Yep. You raised that very point with him. And Richard Hughes has five kids. So, you know, does he want to relocate permanently? I'm not sure he does. That's why I think a, a player scouting role might be the one he fits into if he comes. Um, so, you know, there's a lot to take into account. These things don't just happen overnight. We always mm. expect them to because he's out of work. I can understand the concern because of the agent statement last week. I can understand some fretting. I think, so far as I can gather, both sides are reasonably relaxed. Thank you, Ricky and Easter House. What about Andy in Stirling? Talk to us, Andy. Hi, how are you doing? All right. Good, thanks. Um, I'm, I'm basically making a wee point. Um, I'm sick to death listening to, to, to guys slagging Peter Lowell, Dermot Desmond. Let's have a look at what Peter Lowell hasn't done for us and Dermot Desmond hasn't done for us. Let me tell you what they have done first, though. What they've done is they've gave us nine titles in a row. They've gave us multiple trebles. They have looked after the football club with the best, the best they are. I mean, Peter Law was one of the most sought-after chief executives in European football at one point. That's no because he's a dummy. And you, you listen to people come on, and sometimes you've just got to be careful of the one, because you might actually get it. And I don't think we'll realise how good these guys were until they're not there. One of the other points I'd like to make is regards Dermot Desmond as well. Dermot Desmond's a very, very wealthy man. Now, he didn't, he didn't become that wealthy man with being a dummy. Now, like every other wealthy man, every single business he owns has been affected with a pandemic. Celtic is no business that Dermot Desmond bought to make money. So, therefore... When there's a pandemic there and their business is taking water in absolutely everywhere all over the world, you've got to excuse the guy for at least saying, you know what, I need to, I need to look after this business and I need to firefight on, on multiple different fronts. Yeah. As simple as that. I think that's, all, that's, that's fair, Andy. I mean, I get that, but that's maybe kind of, you know, above our head, so to speak. There's a, there is a lot going on in all aspects of life, but we need to try and, and kind of limit it to the the football side of things. Would it be fair to sum up your point by kind of saying, you know, what more do fans want? Is that what you're saying to these people who are criticising Peter Lowell, Dermot Desmond? Is that, is that what you're saying? Absolutely a hundred. Absolutely a hundred percent. Well, I wonder if the obvious answer then is ten in a row. That's what they want. Well, That's what they, they actually wanted. say they actually. Well, listen, but let's look at ten in a row. Ten in a row. Ten in a row is only a number. One in a row is a number. One title is a number. The fact is, they've gave us nine in a row, mm-hmm. which is an absolutely unbelievable achievement in modern football. Absolutely yep. unbelievable. And if they were guilty of one thing, it was they were guilty of doing something that previous Celtic boards have been accused of a, a lack of. They were loyal to Neil Lennon. The loyalty was there, and that's the big mistake they made. So, you know what? We crave loyalty at times. We, we crave loyalty when it came to Jockstein, when it came to Billy McNeil, when it came to all these guys. And in various times through history, we've all accused the Celtic board in no being loyal to these guys. Well, no, what are we going to do? We're going to hang them for being loyal. 
And as regards Eddie Howe, I think even the second name should be Eddie Who. Because let me tell you, I wouldn't be waiting 20 minutes on that guy giving me an answer. <laughs> Never mind two months. Well, I mean, Stephen, both things can surely be true at once. Getting nine titles in a row and the trebles can be acknowledged as being good. And the failure to land the 10th can be acknowledged as as being a failure. I mean, they can coexist, Listen, can they not? If if John Kennedy wins this game on Sunday at iBooks, all you'll hear after it is a narrative, probably with some justification, that the Celtic board, Dermot Desmond, Peter Lowell, should have acted earlier. And people will ask, they'll say, well, what would have happened if they had acted after Ross County? If they had acted after one of those defeats to Sparta Prague? Maybe, maybe they could have made a, given us a title race to actually speak of. That's just the nature of the beast. I think at the minute, you always get recency bias with these things, don't you? I mean, I, I remember when Fergus McCann left Celtic, it took 20 years for his reputation to be rejuvenated and cleansed, if you like, and scoured. And that will be the same with Peter Lawwell. That will be the same with Dem- Demi Desmond when he goes as well. Over the piece, the record's strong. I think they can, they, they've can. done a decent job the Celtic have won more trophies than they've lost but at the minute in the here and now I think there has to be some acknowledgement that they've wasted an epic chance to win 10 in a row Andy I'm interested in your theory that you wouldn't wait 20 minutes for an answer off Eddie Howe why not why does he not do it for you listen have a look at what Eddie Howe has achieved in the game what has he won now we're talking about 10 in a row there and it's a great wee, wee throwback that you gave me there just to sort of stir me up and and get you another foot, right? So let's throw back at you. What's Eddie Howe ever won? What's he achieved? Well, I mean, this is Celtic Football Club we're talking about. We're talking about an institution that deserves the utmost respect. Not for somebody to say, we're going to wait three months and then we'll see how it bounces and we'll be in the door. But I'll give you a prediction. The next Celtic manager's already in place. I, I, I would ask, what, what did Martin O'Neill won? Uh, what did Brendan Rodgers won? They didn't want anything. I mean, Martin O'Neill League Cups, wasn't it, with Leicester? Yeah, well, you know, but I mean, in terms, nobody yeah. thought that, you know, no, nobody would have said that he had a, a, a CV that absolutely was at the you know, stellar level in terms of winning trophies, you know? I mean, Andy, success is relative, is it not, though? Get, I'm maybe not sure if, if you, know, you know how small Bournemouth are in comparison. So to get them up and keep them up for so long and become established, that that, that is a success maybe relative to, to going on and, and nicking a cup with, with someone is it not you know with, with a bigger club for instance yeah and oh sorry none you yeah and uh, he obviously you know he found when he took over the job at Bournemouth I'm pretty sure they were in League One in England and, and managed to get them up to the Premier League and, and so often we see when, when teams uh, get promoted for the Championship to the Premiership you know, maybe 7-8 times out of 10 they're straight back down they managed to keep them in the league for a number of years and and let's not forget that a few years ago he was touted as potentially the next England manager. So he's certainly got, uh, you know, a good CV under his belt. Yep, he's not, you know, won a, a raft of trophies. Did you ever play against these sides down there? I didn't know, no, but no, uh, you, you know, I've, I've certainly watched them a plenty, uh, plenty of times. And I think one thing that's always impressed me is his style of play has never changed through the systems. And you know, for teams to to play an attacking brand of football in the English Championships, can put a different story when you go to the Premiership. I think we've seen that you know, with Norwich last year and, and going straight back down, but he kept that that same consistent style of play throughout his time at Bournemouth and I think it's one to be honest that could really suit Celtic Andy on the line who are the guys then that, that have won something that Celtic could and should get well to, 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 go, to go back to uh, uh, Stephen's point what had Martin O'Neill ever won what had uh, what had Brendan Rodgers ever won ironically Stephen Gerrard did Celtic the biggest favour ever because he slipped against Chelsea, or we wouldn't have been able to afford uh, mm. 
uh, Brendan Rodgers. You know, these guys all came, and what they showed above and beyond was a willingness that they wanted to come to Celtic, and that's important. You don't necessarily have to be a winner, but you have to want to be there. And if you want to be somewhere, do you know what? It takes you 10 seconds to say aye, providing the money's right, and everything fits for you. You want to be a winner, go to Celtic. You want to be a loser, go away to Leicester. Go to Leicester or go to, uh, or, or, or stay at Bournemouth. That's where you want to be That's where you want to be Leicester might play Champions League football yeah. Next season I'm but, not sure you know, that's but, 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 but Brendan Rodgers Is a bad comparison Brendan Rodgers Was like It was like an alignment Wasn't it yeah. It was a He had Celtic affiliations um, He was out of work He needed to Rejuvenate his reputation And management He needed the job um, So you don't often Get that alignment Or circumstances mm. Coming together For me how might be as close as they can get to Brendan Rodgers in the current marketplace. Yeah. That, 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 but but there is a legitimate question about his, about he is a shy guy, Eddie Howe. Yeah. He's not the same character as Brendan mm. Rodgers. So if you're raising doubts about that, that, that might be legitimate. Yeah. But that's what I mean, Andy. Throw some names in there then because you're so certain that it, it shouldn't be Eddie Howe because he's not won anything. Who are the guys that have won things that Celtic could attract and should go and try and attract? Who are they? Listen, for me, there would only have been two people I would have spoke to about that Celtic job, right? One of them's managing Scotland right now, and that's Stevie Clark. And the other... What's he want? I would actually, because... Well, what's he want? It's no, it's no one anything. But what he did was, he showed, he showed an aptitude when he was at Kilmarnock that he could make things work. And he played, a, maybe know the Celtic style of football. But for us... Uh, you know, but did Eddie Howe not show an aptitude that he could make things work at Bournemouth? Well, what did it? Well, no, no, he's no, no, absolutely not. Keeping somebody in a league is that is that where you want to be? I think if you're Bournemouth in the English Premier League, it's exactly where you want to be. I, I just, I don't know. I like the debate anyway, Andy. Thank you, Andy and Sterling. We will be back after these with the answer to the teaser and more calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Quick show this by the way Another busy day in Scottish football We're nearly there But still more time for your calls Stephen McGowan And Andy Halliday Are here Now they've been teaming up To try and come up with the answers To this question It was sent in tonight by Callum Who's from Dundee And just your nightly reminder That if you want to join the likes of Callum And hear your question on the show The address you need is full time At Clyde One so Callum says Since 2000-2001 Nine players have scored In an old firm game Whose surname ends in Son S-O-N You've got Barry Ferguson You've got Barry Robson And Connor Goldson Andy give me one more um, Kevin Thompson Kevin Thompson Good shout Stephen McGowan Alan Thompson Alan Thompson Yeah Back to you Andy Yourself Jonathan Johansson No No no, no, no. Mark Wilson? Oh, I was, I was, with every fibre of my being, I wanted you to miss that one out. I really did, just so that we could slag him for it tomorrow. <laughs> but you're right. And funnily enough, I got a, I got a call from a, an exasperated sounding Roger Hanna. I mean, if you've heard them on the show, always tries to be very calm and collected. He phoned me yesterday. Get, get Sky Sports on right now. Get Sky Sports on right now. Mark Wilson, they're replaying old firm games. He's just been booked for diving. There's no one in the same postcode as him. You need to get on. You need to see this. And sure enough, wow, I don't know, a guy, a guy like him, try to dive. Like that's that. a shocker. Oh, 
brutal. So I'll remind them of Are we missing out a certain Swedish gentleman? <laughs> you may well be, yes. Uh, Mr. Mr. Larson? Yeah, he scored a few, didn't he? All right, you've only got two to get, so we will leave it there and we'll see if you can get them between now and the end of the show. Um, let's go one more on the phones. Danny is in Somerset. Hi, Danny. Hi, hi, Gordon. How are you doing? Um, say hello to Stephen and Andy for me. Okay. Hello. Hi. Yeah, so the the point I want to make is about obviously the 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 UEFA punishment about the the ten match ban etc. Right. Mm-hmm. First of all, the point I'd like to make is that I'd like to offer my support, my personal support, and the support to like Glen Kamara and Rangers Football Club. I am a Celtic supporter, and I think that the way that both those uh, have handled the situation has been exemplary. What I'd like to do though is to to really make a point about. The fact is that I think for the calls that came tonight, everybody recognises that the the punishment is nowhere near what what should have really happened here. And for me, I would like something more in action to be taken. You know, like the way that Rangers are doing it, they they're taking this to an appeal. Uh, you had the uh, Anwar on earlier on as well, and I thought that was that was really good. They're handling it professionally. But I would like to see the the, the Scottish clubs. And the associations come together a bit more and put some sort of statements out and offer, you know, on their official websites saying that they, they recognise the UEFA uh, uh, and the punishment for want of a, a laughable word uh, is nowhere near enough. We feel that this is a, a, a much deeper problem than a football problem it's a society problem and if if and and what really triggered my call gordon was the 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 gentleman from uefa who actually said that it was uh like a landmark decision it's nowhere near a landmark decision the, the, the landmark decision everybody i i think you know knows yeah give this chap a, a year's ban and throw them out the competition and reinstate yeah. Glasgow Rangers into that, and that should be the punishment. But I'd like to see the clubs come together: Celtic, mm. Aberdeen, the Scottish FA, the FA, the associations come out and absolutely lambast UEFA on this decision mm. because it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, see, to be fair, even even the Rangers fans that phone in, Danny, though, I don't think they're bothered about getting put back in the competition. That's not something that's came through on the show yet. Um, and 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 ju- just for, for accuracy purposes, the guy that that said it was a landmark decision was from the Anti Discrimination Network. Fair, so yeah, I know they work in a con- conjunction with UEFA. But just for for accuracy, Danny's talking about you know coming together, making a statement. Something that I wanted to tell you as well, that kind of just reaching me um, semi recently. That Cadella has spoken. He, you know, he's responded. Um, I was left surprised by the decision. Um, there was no convincing evidence for my racism, which I still deny. Looking back, I realise it was a big mistake to approach Glenn Kamara and say anything to him. The match was emotionally tense and I'm not able to take it back. I'm very sorry. But for so, 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 so what's what? he sorry for? I don't know. For Well, there was that... Lu- sorry I was caught. Well, there was that ludicrous explanation. Remember what, what he claimed to have yeah. said? To, to Glen Kamara, yeah. which was a, which was yeah. a phrase, an insult that, that no one's ever used in the history of the English it language. Sounded, it sounded like an insult made up by yeah. a man caught, yeah. caught out on a hop, making it up on the spot. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. So uh, th- there's a lot here that's going to stick in in the throat. Um, interesting to hear Amaran were earlier saying that you know, but but Glen Kamara actually does feel vindicated. He's not he's not bitter necessarily, although they will try and a- appeal um, his own his own um, part in it. Again, it all sounds good, Stephen. Danny, you know, 
says clubs should get together Our governing bodies Should they come out Can, can they lambast this decision Is that likely Well we go back to the point We made at the start Of the programme I mean Football bodies are full of Slogans They're full of appeals On websites They like to stand in a Show racism The red card Line and that, that, That's great That's fine But it's not working it Needs something a bit more Beefy A bit more meaningful Something that's really Going to make the point um, enough slogans We need more action And yeah listen The trouble is The SFA the SPFL They're members of UEFA Aren't they You know They're they aligned to the football authorities It's not really They need to challenge The UEFA tariff For this particular crime Let's say a minimum of 10 games To a maximum of whatever That needs to be challenged That needs to be ramped up Needs to be increased You need to be able to have The year long bans mm-hmm. That Amar is talking about At the minute I'm not sure that's the case It's an interesting point Danny And we will watch with interest Thank you for taking the time tonight That was Danny in Somerset And I think we will leave it there Jot the number down if you want it And you can try and be first on tomorrow 01419511025 But I think that is going to do us for tonight We've still got a little bit of work to do On this teaser Can you name I think you've got two more players Since 2000-2001 Who've scored in an old firm game And their name ends in Sun You've got Alan Thompson Henrik Larson Barry Ferguson Kevin Thompson Barry Robson Mark Wilson And Connor Goldson Two left Will we try one each? Stephen you go first yeah. You out? Oh, well, you Covered mentioned, bear. mentioned a, a Swedish gentleman Do mm-hmm. you remember one of his partners? Welsh mm-hmm. Ah genius John Hartson John Hartson genius. And your remaining Rangers one I think another Thompson Stephen Stephen Thompson Well done We got there in the end Enjoyed that That was decent Thank you again to Callum and Dundee uh, For sending the question Really really busy show tonight Folks thank you so much For taking the time To pick up the phone Or to tweet We really do appreciate it uh, You taking the time Out of your busy lives And getting in touch You'll have another chance To do it tomorrow Six o'clock We are on air With Gordon DL And Mark Wilson Plenty to build up To a big weekend Of Scottish Cup action Coming up So we'll look forward to that one in the meantime let me just thank you again for calling thanks Stephen and Andy for joining us tonight and let me tell you that Johnny Campbell is up next so he's got you for the rest of the evening and we'll speak to you at 6 tomorrow